Hi everyone, it's Matthew Rodriguez and Daniel Schrader, and this is Pop Stars, a podcast where we look at the star charts of our favorite pieces of pop culture. Uh, favorite pieces of pop culture. Mama, we are talking about a favorite piece of pop culture this week. We're oh, talking- we are. Nip Tuck from Nip Tuck. Ryan Murphy. You know, I when we started with Jurassic Park and mm-hmm. Emotion. Yes. I think we told the viewers, like, we're not just going to be doing the same thing that everyone's talking about. No. And Nip Tuck is really, I think, where people are going to get that we're, we're not just playing the hits. We're, no, we are, we're going into the back catalog of our own lives. We're going into the Pluto of pop culture. Truly. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oof. But, yeah, so Nip Tuck, the um, FX drama series from Ryan Murphy about... Uh, two Miami plastic surgeons and the uh, racy lives they live um, was a big show for me as a kid. Like, as a teen... Just a youngin enjoying Nip Tuck. Oh, yeah. As a teen, I loved this show. I was, like, deep into it. I didn't know who Ryan Murphy was yet, and so, like... This is, is this what he did right after Popular? Yes. Okay. Which, it's interesting, an interesting... uh, break away from that also it's one of his like it's the first indications we'll get of what will be american horror story yes um because it is pretty horrific at times but uh even in just like the gruesomeness of it i didn't realize how how i didn't realize how less squeamish i was when i was younger than until i watched this and was like oh wow i can't handle these surgeries yeah but yeah so um i i watched like I didn't watch all of it. I watched like the first four seasons or whatever. Fucking loved it. So great. High camp. Just great show. So I never watched it when it was on. Mm -hmm. I encountered it actually during the pandemic. It was a pandemic. Oh, wow. Because my roommate and my best friend, Emily, she had seen it and she like wanted to rewatch it. And you know, during the pandemic, we were just looking for long shows with a lot of seasons that That's why know. I watched all of Survivor. Well, most of Survivor. Yeah. I rewatched for the third time all of Desperate Housewives. Never seen it. I like can't even look at you right now. <laughs> You need to watch that. Eight seasons of 22, episode, 22 hour long episodes. Uh, That's what you need to be doing. All right. I'll, I will probably watch that in a few weeks. It is m- one of my favorite. Cho- anyway, we're here to talk about Nip Tuck. N- yeah, we are. Um, so you yeah, watched so I had watched pan- it during the pandemic. Yeah. And loved it. Um except season four and five, but that's well, two yeah, of it. It's really where it fell, fell off the rails. But um, as Ryan Murphy does. Oh, yes. I My entire philosophy of Ryan Murphy is that he's great at making things until he has an idea about what he's making. Yeah. Like, the first season of Glee, especially like the first few episodes of Glee, is like gold. Oh, yeah. My friends have a Glee podca- had a Glee podcast, and I was on it, and I actually was on for the episode where Leia Michelle sings Don't Rain on My Parade, the end of the Ugh. first the end of the first half of the first season. What a good episode. And from season from episodes one to like eleven, it's a perfect show. Oh yeah, no, it like it knows exactly what it's doing and it also but it also like isn't too pleased with itself mm. to like ever like become the maudlin thing that it became. Yeah. And I feel like there's none of that maudlin here in this show. This is all just like There's not I'm gonna be 
uh, Ryan Ryan Murphy's Scorpio Sun is all over this horny fucking thing. It is, and you know what's interesting? Well, I want I want to get into how you did the natal chart, but I also want to say that this, I mean, Glee is on Fox. This being on FX is a huge part of its chart and its, yes, and its presence in pop culture. No question. It like it in some ways also I feel like made the FX brand. Well, I agree with that, and I also think, and this is something we'll get into as we talk about the chart itself, but I think Ryan Murphy wanted to make a show that, like, almost was the bridge between HBO. Like, he made, like, what cable shows are with Mm -hmm. his show. I think Nip Tuck is hugely influential in, like, what cable dramas end up being. Right. As the bridge between, like, HBO and network shows. Mm Mm-hmm. No, that's a really great way to put it because it's not, it's not art in the way some uh, like an HBO show can be art, but right. it's also it's not Mayor of East Town, right? But it's also not a CBS procedural, right? Which it has that structure of like the week, the the weekly, you know, the surgery of the week, exactly. But like they're not going to show you the, the surgery on CBS, no, of course not. And they're not, not going to show like Christian sticking his dick in so many people on CBS. Oh, God, that's why I watched it. <laughs> so I think that's where we should start. Is were you more attracted to Christian or Sean? Christian, no fucking question. I mean, I was in love with him since charmed because he was oh uh, right 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 he was Alyssa milano's love interest in charmed what was his name on charmed cole cole yes the demon right yes yeah uh-huh um and he's a demon here too he is but i love him so much he's like is he in anything now is he still like around that's a great question i worry if he got like me too or something who knows but uh i he was great in this and i think it's a perfect role for him i liked sean a lot more re-watching it but like Christian's what I came for. I came for him showering nude in a a communal shower. Well, you know what's interesting is that Christian is the quote-unquote, like, hotter one. Um, I think I'm more attracted to Sean as a person, Mm. but it's also because what was considered hot for the a man to dress in 2004 was so deeply unhot. Oh yeah. Like when Christian's wearing those like red sunglasses all the time and like the way that he's and, Christian like, also, is Lucifer the TV right. show. It's also like the Miami corniness mm-hmm. and the way he's in it and his, like his style is so dreadful like he has those that soulless rich people apartment, yes. you know, that I think sometimes I can't divorce Christian from like his aesthetics, which to me are so off for me. I mean, but at base, he's a hot man. Yeah, I, I get that. But and like, his body's incredible. Oh, his body's incredible. And it, there's something about his charm, but also like his terrible taste is part of what makes him so hot. We need a therapist on this podcast. <laughs> we need to, like, McNamara Troy eventually get a therapist. Yes. Uh, we need to bring in a therapist to this podcast. And we will fire one of them and then bring in another one. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah. So this show premiered July 22nd, 2003. And I chose to set that in Miami because that's where the show takes place. And so um, with that, we get our show as a cancer son, which it's very cancerian. I feel it's like very cancerian. I didn't realize how emotional this show was until I rewatched it. Like I remember it being horny as fuck, but I don't remember it being so like viscerally emotional. No, it is viscerally emotional. And I mean, 
to me, the sun and cancer is just the line. Tell me what you don't like about yourself. Of course. Like that's, uh, that's how they open. Right. It's perfect. All of the decisions made on this show are like, they're asking people to come from an emotional place of yes. like, what don't you like? What needs to be improved in your life? Um, and how can we make you feel better? Yeah, no, it is. I mean, and then of course, when you're not in the office, you're at home shouting with Kimber and Christian or Sean and J- Jolie, Jolie Richardson. What's her name? Julia, 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 the wife. Right. Of Sean. But her name, her, the actress's name is Jolie Richardson, right? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I believe so. It's Jolie Julia. So it's like, yeah. I, oh, I loved that movie. Jolie Julia, <laughs> Jolie and Julia. <laughs> it's just about Jolie Richardson making nip tuck. <laughs> Yes, perfect. Um, no, yeah, I think that it's very that. It's also um, Julia's, like, I, f- I feel like I felt it a lot in, like, Julia's longing for more than mm-hmm. what she has at her and at her house because she wants, like, she wants what she dreamed of having, of, like, becoming a doctor herself. And, like, and not even necessarily, like, she's dreaming of just becoming a doctor, but she's just... Can't, like, the cancer son here for me is Julia's ennui. Like, she wants to want something that isn't this life that she has. But she also doesn't really know what she wants, even though she, like, has some ideas of what they used to be. But she's just, like, she maybe even doesn't even know how she feels. Rest in peace, Betty for Dan. You would have loved Nip Tuck. Uh, no question. <laughs> would, love, would love to watch her watch. Nip-tuck. Right, like the Bravo people's couch with just Betty for Dan watching Nip Tuck. <laughs> It would be for 12 people, and I would be one of them. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, watching it again, thinking about it of the lens, through the lens of emotion, like everyone, I mean, and also the level to which Matt is a full character in the show. Like, I didn't realize how quick that yes. storyline about his foreskin happened. I was like, oh, that's later in the season. Like, we'll get to know Matt after we get to know everybody else. But like, no, Matt's like a major player. Yes, and it's rare. I mean, I'm thinking about another, sh- like, Weeds or something when there's, like, prominent children. Mm-hmm. But even, like, Hunter Parrish and Silas and Shane, like, they don't become, I feel like, full characters for a little bit. Like, it's more about Nancy and her all of her kooky yes, goings on. Yes, which I loved Weeds. Yeah. But uh, um, that's a great point. So... But we start off kind of in the emotional world of teendom very quickly, too. Yes. We, so every character on the show comes in at, like, full emotional, like, full emotion right away. Yes. They are at a 10 the whole time. And uh, that's just the show. The show is always at a 10. You know what character I didn't remember is as prominent early on as Kimber? I thought Kimber was, like, gone very quickly. And then I was watching. I was like, oh, Kimber's, like... A big deal. Well, that but that was also what surprised me about it. Because, like, I remember Kimber, and she was so present for me, like, in just my idea of the show. But, so we watched, like, the first three episodes for this conversation, even though Matthew continued to watch the rest of the season, which, good for him. I will be doing that later. Um, but Kimber doesn't pop up in the next two episodes. Mm-hmm. She's not in episodes two or three. And so, like, for me, I remembered her so vividly as, like, this big character in Christian's life. But then I was like, wait, where is she? Why is she not here yet? Um, but that's cause Christian's got a lot of other shit going on too. So for real. Yeah. Um, but all right. So next up we've got the Taurus moon mm-hmm. and, um, I feel like for me as a Taurus moon myself, wow, this is where Christian's terrible style comes into play. Like, 
this is the flashiness, the like, the loving, the luxury of it. For me, the Taurus moon is picking out the marble for the steam room. Mm. That's what I think, like, Taurus moon loves, like, the comfort, loves to, like, take care of themselves. And so I think that that's where that all comes through for me. Well, what's interesting when I was thinking about the Taurus moon was this is a show that, you know, when it's advertised, you know, maybe that's the the rising of it or whatever. Like, when you have an idea of it, it's a surgery show. Mm-hmm. But it's also a family drama, and the family aspect of it is, like, everyone in that family wants to be more stable, but doesn't really know how. <laughs> like, no. it's, like, three people, if you include the son, who, like, constantly talk about how they want to have a more stable family, but just, like, keep fucking it up. Right, they're exhaustingly bullish. Right, and then, at the same time, wanting to have a stable business. Like, it's also a business show. Oh, yeah. A show about, like, what it means to run a practice. Definitely. Like, oh, we can't do this because of our our insurance rates will go up. Right. Like, because that's something, like, if you, anyone here watches Grey's Anatomy, like, they're not talking about, like, they usually don't talk about, like, how to run the hospital or, like, the money of the hospital. No. Even though it gets bombed every season. They have enough money to just build it back. Well, that's because the hospital industrial complex has too much money. (laughs) So true. But... (laughs) <laughs> but yeah, so this is also, I think, about like how everyone on the show is very emotional and unstable, and they just all crave some kind of stability underneath. And, but they're like, stuck in too much of their own rut to yeah, get out of it. Yeah, totally. Um, but then we've got Pisces rising, which uh, for me, that's where we got the, that's where the, so what do you, what don't you like about yourself question comes up for me, because obviously that's also how it opens, but like... It feels like the Pisces rising is Sean thinking he's so much more idea, so much more idealistic than he is, and mm-hmm. so much more like compassionate than he is. Like it's kind of for me, the Pisces rising is like the delusion that we're doing something good for the world. Mm. That's so interesting. I kind of feel like I hit on the same thing like in a different way because I was thinking about how I felt like. In the show, one of the things that's baked into the show is that every time there's a surgery of the week, mm-hmm. they end up talking about, like, what it means that this person wants to change that thing about themselves. Like, why does this person want... Oh, my know, God. The third episode. Nanette Babcock. And that's the name of the episode. <laughs> also, the name of the century. Truly. Nanette Babcock Oof. is an incredible name. Mm-hmm. It's so good. But oh, such a tragic character. Yes. But also, like, they are trying to... There's a line that uh, Sean has that he says, I'm just trying to do right by you. Yes. And that's beautiful. But also, I feel like he really isn't. Well, that's the thing, is, like, you know, I'm trying to do right by you is also, I have a business and you want a service from me. And there's a lot of things that go into that statement of I'm trying to do by right by you. It's like, I also want your business. Right. But I also feel ethically weird about it. But you know, like it's, it's, it's super complicated. Mm-hmm. And I, but I do like, I think on the show, how much they just have these philosophical conversations about the nature of plastic surgery. That's what the show is about. That's what the theme song is. Make me beautiful. Make me a perfect lie. Like, you know, wait, can you hum a few bars? I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Not Ryan Murphy getting on the line to sue us. (laughs) Bring it on into oblivion. Hey, if we'll come on the pod, Um, I'm kidding. I do (laughs) not want that. To discuss the first 
11 episodes of Glee only. Well, I mean, did I listen to, well, at least half of his interview with the two people from Glee who are now recording that podcast where he talks about Jenna the origins of Glee and Kevin? Yeah. Yeah. That Kevin McHale is one of the hottest people alive. Is he? He's so hot. You can have him. Okay. <laughs> I'm kidding. He is he is pretty cute. Um, but anyway, we're not talking about Glee. We might one day. But um, let's move on to the Mercury in Leo. Yes. And we were just... Ta- we've talked about... I feel like we've talked about Mercury in Leo so much in the mm-hmm. last month. But this is another Mercury in Leo. And let me tell you, the people on the show are shouting. Yes. Oh, <laughs> I, I have written down here... Uh, Try me. (laughs) This is when Christian yells, try me at Sean. When Sean's like, well, I'm just going to leave the business. And like, I just, we're just going to part separate ways. And he was like, no, I'm going to fucking sue you. And I will take your daughter's college fund if I have to. And like that to me felt very Leo Mercury of like, I'm like, there's like a passion behind the communication that like doesn't necessarily come through all the time. But like when it's the yelling of like the try me or the like, why, why haven't you given me an orgasm in two years? Because I didn't mm. want to try that hard. Like that's, that's, I feel like where the Leo Mercury comes out for me. Well, so earlier when we were talking about sudden cancer, we were talking about the central thesis of the show and tell me what you don't like about yourself. That's a very cancerian question, but it's also a very Leo Mercury question. Like mm-hmm. the show and their business thrives on people being straightforward about like their deepest insecurities and communicating to them you know, that I hate this, I hate my nose, I hate that I'm fat, I hate whatever. Um, and so I also felt like that was a very Mercury Leo thing. Like, it's a room, the The first scene takes place in a room where you're not allowed to bullshit the people in front of you. You need to speak forcefully mm-hmm. and forthrightly about how you want to change your body. Right, I also, that makes me think of, like, almost the double-edged sword of it, which is... Um I feel like another Leo Mercury moment is when Christian is circling all the problem spots on Kimber. Oh my God. Like that is because he's just, he's just like, Oh, well let like he's performing for her, but also he's like performing for himself. Well, what's interesting is that like, isn't that doctor speak too? like Mm -hmm. doctors are going to tell you how it is sometimes without like sugarcoating it. Like very true. And he is a plastic surgeon. So he's a, doctor who does elective work Mm -hmm. who just sees her as a canvas and so that expression of writing on her with the lipstick is like communicating like here's every way that you could look a little bit hotter yes well and also kimber saying i don't want to be pretty i want to be perfect yeah that yeah very that so um now we move on to another cancer placement cancer in venus venus in cancer I think that this comes out just in the like love triangle. Yes. Yeah. The fact that it's another thing that I think you know about the show, but it's not top level the same way the surgery is, is that like the three main actors are like in love with each other to the, there's also like a homosociality between Christian and Sean. Oh, I mean, did I always wish they would fuck? Yes. Oh yeah. 100%. Like they, they, well, because because also Sean would be the dom top in that. Yes. And and Venus in Cancer is, I mean, it, it is about um, um, our romantic relationships, but it's also about the way we relate to each other. And so it's a love triangle. And the show is also about two best friends. Yes. 
like Sean and Christian are about what happens when your two best friends who are also co-owners of a business who also are in love with the same woman. Mm -hmm. It's like literally the most Venus of Cancer situation because every relationship is mediated by a huge amount of emotion. Definitely. Um, This is also just bringing me back to, uh, and I won't get too far into it because it ends in a dark place that I'll tell you off the pod. But uh, I used to work at a doctor's office that was created by two best friends. Oh, wow. And And there was also a third doctor like involved, but like, the two friends interactions and how they like ran the business together was fascinating to me. And also I always felt a little bit of homosocial tension, if you will. So yeah, maybe that's just who doctors are. Nip tuck more like flip fuck. (laughs) Get out, get out of here (laughs) with that. This podcast is over. Uh huh. Well, and it's been a good run. Um, I will also say that, uh, I think that the cancer Venus and cancer is like, how they pull Liz back in and how mm. they like they need her and they're but they don't need her because she's the best even though she is they need her because of like the emotional stability that she gives Sean and like brings the practice in a way she is like a grounding emotional presence that actually also makes me feel like we didn't talk about Liz enough during Moon and Taurus like is she Ooh. the Moon and Taurus that in the operating room with them all the time like because mm-hmm. in operating room they'll be like snipping open someone's nipple and like arguing and Liz will be like, can we do this surgery? Yes. <laughs> I l- or, or like when she, like when Sean's trying to blame her for the like surgical tool left in uh, what's her name. And she's like, no, you can't fucking put this on me because you should have checked her abdomen. Yeah. Like uh, it's yeah. Liz is very bullish. Uh, Liz is incredible. She, where, where was her spinoff? Truly. But yeah. All right. So next up we've got, Mars in Pisces. Mm. How do we feel about that? Mars in Pisces is a rough placement because it's another frustrating placement we've been talking about last mm-hmm. episode a little bit because Mars is the is fire, it's aggression, it's urges and passions, and Pisces is very passive. But it also reminds me of the relationship that we were just talking about at the center of the show. Like, I mm-hmm. do think that that active versus passive not to keep going back to flip fucking but uh that's almost sean and christian what a verse show yeah yeah like christian being very active and sean like kind of allowing him to override him but then like the early season the first season and the first episodes are about sean finding his voice in his Mm -hmm. marriage and trying not to be such an asshole and because to him he's not a bluff he's not an oblivious uh bloviating asshole he's an asshole who keeps it in and judges you and like yes. doesn't speak about how he feels and then judges you even though he didn't tell you how he really feels about things no totally i also think that it like comes out in sean's like misguided idealism like he he has an altruistic streak but like really struggles to figure it out and struggles to like adhere to it. I feel like, and like him, want him wanting to get a psychologist in, but then firing one of them so that he can bring in the one he wants to fuck. Right. Um, who may, who, I mean, I love her. So I was happy that she, he, he did that, but like also him like wanting to do 
wanting to help this burn patient, but just not being able to, because we can't fit him in the schedule and we're just too booked and busy. And then him kind of like having to realize like, wow, I fucking suck because I'm not willing to help. And so like eventually making the pro bono part of their business, but like him not really even like knowing how to figure that out at first. One of the things that I think is also important to talk about with Mars and Pisces is that like, if it's about our passions and stuff like that, like, and, and, and it being a very like complicated placement is that I felt like there's the emotions that they have, but then there's always, they're always masking another emotion underneath it. Mm -hmm. Like there's always a second emotion. And even that even goes back to the central question of the show. Like, tell me what you don't like about yourself. Like, I don't like my nose is a stand in for, you know, I, I wasn't the prom queen. Like yes. there's always that boy it, didn't look at me. Right. So the show is always about getting to what's underneath what we're saying. Mm-hmm. What's underneath why we feel the urge to have plastic surgery is that there is actually like something deeper within us that we're not talking about. Right. There, there is a sadness that none of us are addressing and that's mm. why we need to get surgery. And so even though we have a psychologist here, it's not like she can actually do anything. Right. Um, but yeah, um, so now let's move on to Jupiter and Leo. I'm excited to talk about Jupiter and Leo. All right, hit me. So Jupiter, big planet, big ideas, but fortune and luck and stuff. I really felt like this is where I wanted to talk about how this show expanded the possibilities of like cable TV. Ooh, okay. To me, this was like the one that wasn't about the show in terms of the script or the acting, but the show as like a presence on TV Mm -hmm. and how it is forthright and expressive and in your face and Leo and opulent and luxurious in Miami. And it's too much. And it's too much. And how that like changed the course of TV and upped Ryan Murphy's profile. Oh, definitely. Like yeah. if you're talking like, about luck and fortune, like this show upped like popular was before this and popular was on WB, which I mean, WB made a, made an incredible amount of careers. Joss Whedon, which like we don't talk about, but like no. right anymore, but like, you know, I think this show really upped his profile. I feel like this is the show that made me know who Ryan Murphy was. Like I wasn't aware of popular until like I was in college or like post-college. Like I hadn't watched it. Whereas like this was the show that I was like, Oh, that's, this is Ryan Murphy. Like this is where I first found his voice. I feel like. And I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, FX is like owned by Fox. That's the whole thing. Right. So like, I'm sure the connection Lose the O it's cleaner. Right. So I'm sure like, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the Facebook, not just Facebook. <laughs> the Gilmore not, Girls. Not Fox, just FX. Just FX. <laughs> um, so it, it feels like he had connections at Fox through the FX show. And mm-hmm. like in terms of his own fortune and luck, this Leo show like really propelled him to what will then be like one of his biggest shows. Yeah, this got him. I mean, and then also and American, American Horror, Horror Story. Story exactly. Yeah, I think that this is the precursor to his. A lot. This is the thing that made him successful and gave him the career that he has now. Popular was the like interesting thing that is made before anybody noticed him. One thing that the the moment that I actually felt was very Jupiter and Leo mm-hmm. in terms of being 
forceful in, in, in how one speaks. And in the first episode, there being the moment where the fat tube comes out and sprays all over the room. To me, that was a moment that Ryan Murphy wanted to have in the script because he was like, this has never been done on television. Mm -hmm. And I want to communicate to the viewer that they're watching a show that's going to do things that has never been done on TV or, you know, basic cable or whatever. Totally. Um, So a lot of this show, a, a lot of these episodes to me are about telling people like, you've never seen this before. That that is a really great way to put it. I almost actually watching that episode. I almost took a photo of um, the image of Sean and Liz just standing there over the dead body with like the fat all over them, and sent it to you and said, "This is us recording podcasts." <laughs> <laughs> just looking at the fat sprayed all around the room. Exactly. Um, just being like, "What do we do now?" Truly, but also I just had for me the Leo Jupiter is just all of the fucking egos. Like this is the this is a show of egos. Mm. Every character has the biggest ego, but right. most of them don't even want to admit it. And like, but it's so exhausting because they all are so, they're all so much. Well, they all have a really big sense of what they bring to the table. Like Sean is like, I'm the actual better surgeon. Right. And Christian is like, I'm the one who's making the, decisions to keep us afloat like Mm -hmm. i'm the one who has the business head liz is like i'm the only fucking professional in the room truly julia is like i'm the mom of your children but also i am just as smart as both of you and deserve the career that you have correct like i i put my life on hold to have your shitty kids yes matt being a shitty kid Let's not judge Annie. No, we won't. But, <laughs> oh, God, Matt, what a fucking mess. Yeah. That child. Oh, my God. I, I feel like someone just needs to... I Like, children on TV in the 2000s were just, like, uniformly really bad kids. Like, there was never a character on a TV show who was a kid who was, like, a good kid. Outside of, like, Seventh Heaven. I was about to say, didn't you watch Seventh Heaven? I didn't watch Seventh Heaven. <laughs> I did, because my dad's a minister. Uh, well, I watched one episode of Seventh Heaven, and I can remember it vividly. And it's like, who's the second? Lucy is the second daughter. Lucy's the blonde. Yeah. Yes. She had her younger kids with her, her younger siblings with her out in mm-hmm. public. The twins. She, the twins. Yes. And people thought that they were her kids. I remember that and episode. People, I, that's the only thing I remember about See, it. Is whereas people being like, "How shameful that you have kids," and uh-huh. her being like, "These are my, these are my brother brothers and sister." Uh huh. I. While you're talking about that, I just hear the Seventh Heaven theme song playing in my head. I, I could sing it right now. The way you could see the Nip Tuck one, I could just belt out Seventh Heaven. Make me beautiful. <laughs> we should mash it up. <laughs> Where's DJ Earworm when you need him? Oh God, DJ Earworm! <laughs> I wow. was just having a lot. Of, I was what just having this, a conversation about DJ Earworm. <laughs> is he still around? I don't know, but. Honestly, a podcast episode about the United States of Pop 2009 would change the world. Um, That might be an episode we're doing. Yeah, in December. In December. I can't wait. Oh, God. (laughs) Okay, so moving on. We've got uh, Saturn and Cancer. Saturn and Cancer. Everyone on this show takes everything so personally. Yes. Like, everything defeats them emotionally. Every time they get the slightest bit of criticism... 
they're like ready to throw in the towel. Uh huh. Like, I can't do this business anymore. I can't do this marriage anymore. I can't do this surgery anymore. I can't do this penis anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> Everyone just like, it's like life in every situation is life and death. Yes, it is. Which is really funny because in season two and three, they, there's a serial killer mm-hmm. and finally it's like, okay, something that deserves the enormity. Like there's a serial killer who's going to kill you all. Like, yes, yes. you can now react to that. Though. I, I think we like, we get kind of those stakes though. When you have like the, um, cartel guys coming after them or whatever and stuff like that. But yeah, because there are those moments where it is life and death, they don't seem to be able to regulate themselves what the, what is and isn't. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I I think that a lot of it for me came out in like Sean and uh, Julia's fighting, like them just going back and forth at each other, but not but also like not really able to understand each other, um, and just all of the things in the home. I also kind of think about the gerbil. For some reason, well, the gerbil, the fighting—I gotta say, justice for Julia. She did not deserve. Like, I would have drowned that gerbil. I'm sorry. So, like, she didn't deserve to like be put on a list or whatever because the plumber found a dead gerbil. Anyway, that's nothing to do with this. I just had to say that. Yeah, no, I understand. One thing about this show and just in shows in general is watching the first three episodes. Mm -hmm. I'm always obsessed with like the pilot versus episode two and three. Yes. Because pilots are something that people work on for years and years and they go through so many rewrites. And then the second episode is written in a week. Yep. It's, <laughs> it's the, it's like the follow-up album. Right. It's like, Ooh. <laughs> and like seeing even how much this show changes because the first episode has so many themes and philosophies and then it's like, Oh, now it's a cable drama. <laughs> yes. Well, and do, correct me if I'm wrong, but the first episode doesn't even have the theme song in it. No. Which really just kind of, when I heard it in the second episode, I was like, oh yeah, that's the theme song. Well, it starts with that like heartbeat, dun dun dun, and like the outlining. Mm-hmm. I love the theme. Oh, I think the theme and the opening credits are brilliant. Like, big fan. Also love the like very 2004 CGI of the eyes opening. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like yes. so badly rendered. Ugh, <laughs> uh, everything about it is so good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, oh, I also think that the Cancer Saturn is like Christian's longing for a family or like longing for something that isn't just this like horny lifestyle that he lives. Like he wants some sort of like interiority and some like home to go home to. And he wants that like motherly figure in a way. Like that's why he's in some, uh, that's why he pursues Julia. Yeah. Um, because he doesn't necessarily want her, even though he does, he wants what she represents. Mm-hmm. So like, that's, that's where I saw that coming out too. Let's talk about Uranus and Pisces. Yes. So this for me was their pro bono work, them mm. in deciding to start doing stuff pro bono because I mean, Pisces are altruistic and uh, yeah, that's. Pisces are altruistic, a huge imagination, which mm-hmm. I also think that like at the core of the show is a huge imagination. Yes. Like imagination, not only in the storylines, but also in the idea of once again, like what TV can accomplish. Mm hmm. You know, um, there are shows that push the boundaries of what is acceptable on TV and what, you know, characters can say and do. And I definitely think that Nip Tuck does that. So it also made me think of that a lot yeah. as well. Nip Tuck relished making us look at it. Yes, definitely. Yeah. 
yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Same. Um, yeah, I mean, these last three signs are always like the big idea signs. So, yeah. um, Neptune and Aquarius. This this is the the dreams of changing the world, but also Matt's delusions about his circumcision. Yes. Oh my God, I thought about that a lot too. Like the tension basically between like Sean and Christian like wanting to become doctors to help people, and now they like pedal plastic surgeries to like. Mm-hmm. M- people in Miami and the fact that the show is in Miami, like it's like sex in the city. New York is a character. Like Miami is a character. Nip tuck. I'm trying to think like the two biggest Miami shows or maybe three are like nip tuck Dexter and golden girls. Yes. I can't (laughs) think of, well, burn notice, burn notice, real housewives of Miami. Yes. Uh, what a, but it's funny because I feel like Miami, like I've never been to Miami. I've been once. I, I feel it. like Miami has such a cultural, like the things that are set there are set there for a reason. Like Miami oh, is this such a Miami. specific place. Yeah. Like going there, I remember thinking like, oh, this kind of feels like Florida, but also like LA, but like so unique in its own identity. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's why probably Ryan Murphy likes it so much is because it has like, it has the horniness of LA with the seediness of Florida. Yeah. Mixed Ooh. together. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, yeah, it's L.A., a little bit of a day class A L.A. Right. What if L.A. was populated with Florida men? Right, right. And the other thing, too, is, like, Florida is tacky. Yes. And L.A. is tacky. But Florida is, like... Gaudy. Gaudy. Yes. Tawdry. Very that. Very, I mean, it's, like... Gauche. Yes. It's a strip mall. Yeah. That's Florida. So... Yeah, and I mean that's maybe the that's what plastic surgery is. Uh, like they rarely show the outside of McNamara Troy, but I always feel like, oh, this whole show is taking place in a strip mall. Oh, totally. But they don't show you that because it doesn't vibe with like the opulence that they want to show. No, but like it's taking place in a strip mall. Oh yeah, I can I can picture the parking lot now. Right, it's right next to like a uh, Jersey Mike's. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and so then we have Pluto and Sagittarius. Yes. And I think once again, for me, this placement was less about the contents of the show and more about Ryan Murphy. Uh, because I think Ryan Murphy is just a floating Pluto sign. (laughs) Yes. Very that. Um, but I mean, wanting to speak like Sagittarius are direct and honest um, but also like adventurous and like adventurous driving into the new. And so like, right, like if you think about the bow and arrow of the archer, like moving swiftly, like an arrow with mm-hmm. purpose. Um, I think of Ryan's desire to up his own profile and move away from just the popular style show, like, like move into a thing that he hasn't done before that like, popular is high school or college. I think it's high school. Yeah, I think there's also a sense of, like, wanting to move on from... I mean, even though he goes back to Glee, but wanting to move on from a high school show. Right, make make an adult thing. Make yeah. make something that's, like, almost too adult. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like popular is, I mean, beloved, adored. Is it Twee? No, because it's not Brian Fuller. Okay, Okay. Even though love Brian Fuller, yay! No, but, Twee uh, isn't bad. It's just no. A I, I think that it's it, it could it could be on this side of Twee, but I I'd say that it's not as Twee as Glee. Um, 
<laughs> but what? Twee, the, what Twee's is? alternate name, <laughs> and that's what she missed on Twee. <laughs> oh no! Uh, yeah, gosh, this is this has been fun. I really enjoyed. I just loved revisiting this episode, this show. So so much. What placement illuminated the show most for you? Um, I mean, I think it's the Cancer Venus mm. because it's so much about like their relations to each other and the deep emotions that they feel and the way that they guard those emotions from each other um, really exemplifies like the main relationships of the show. I'm going to go Jupiter Leo. Okay. I just loved the Jupiter Leo of yeah. it all. On, no, on, you're not wrong. For Nip Tuck. Mm-hmm. I want to have you pick the tarot card this yes, time. Yes, please. I know, you know, behind the scenes we're at your apartment yes and usually it's apartment person but i just picked it so i want i want you to pick great happy to pull i'm just gonna shuffle it once just to put my stank on it go for it i'm usually a better better shuffler sure you are i'm kidding i'm just being a bitch i feel like we should have a theme song that's like Tarot time. <laughs> That's closing time with tarot. Oh, I, no, I got it. Yeah. Um, I'm just thinking about clipping that and using it for every episode now. Yeah. Tarot, tarot time. 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 I forget the next lyric. Da, 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 da. Time to look at the cards. Right. Four of Pentacles. Wow, three. Four of Pentacles really is the show. I'm it sorry, is. it is. It is mine, 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 mine. My, my, mine, my, mine. And also, I mean, so we talked a lot about, I think, stability and the want for stability. Mm-hmm. And four of pentacles does represent a place where you're now like more financially secure or also like, I mean, obviously it's pentacles are not just money. It can be all material resources, right. but also the Miami materiality, physicality, yes. like the plastic surgery of it all. Right. Even thinking of our body as a resource and mm-hmm. wanting our body to be enough. Yes. You know, wow, this is this is really really good for this. Well, because and like that he's that like his feet are on the pentacles and he's it's on top of him too. Like it is all about it's all about the real world. It's all about how that's making you feel. It's not about like how your what your feelings are, what you're thinking. It is about what's what are you looking at? What what don't you like about yourself? Right. Well, because also we talked so much about it being a cancer and the um, the emotional aspect of it, but this mm-hmm. is not a cup. This is like underneath, I think, the cupness of the show is like, this is also a show about just like working with what you got and yeah. like what happens when you don't feel like your home is stable, when your business is stable, like what happens when, when you are put up against a wall when you're and when you don't feel at home in your own body, mm-hmm. you know, Great card. Yeah, I love it. All right. Well, so everyone watch Nip Tuck. It's streaming on Hulu. Yes, you'll, you'll but then love it. Stop at season three. Yes. Unless you want to watch season four. Well, four is just like an in between where that's really bad. And then five, they move to Beverly Hills <sighs> and become consultants on a show about plastic surgery that stars Bradley Cooper. I didn't know this until you told me. And now I'm like, this is, that's my show. Like that, I'm running to watch as soon as we put these mics down because, like, <laughs> I I love the insider baseball of a show within a show. Yeah, you know. So I'm excited to continue to revisit this. Um, but this was a lot of fun. Yeah, it was great. All, All right. right, thank you, and join us next week. <laughs>